I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. This episode, you'll discover the power of the entrepreneur, what you can do to solve problems, and how to become a one percenter solving big problems, and more with Naveen Jain. There's not a problem in this world that can't be solved with entrepreneurship and innovation. If an immigrant who came to this country with absolutely nothing can dream so crazy and land on the moon, would you go out and cure cancer? Would you go out and find a cure for Zika? Would you find a cure for Alzheimer's? Naveen is the founder of Moon Express. Moon Express wants to be the first private company to ever land on the moon by 2017, and they just got one step closer to making it happen. Naveen's company received approval from the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration to travel beyond Earth's orbit. It's the first time a private company, rather than government agencies, have ever been given permission to leave Earth's orbit and land on the moon. What will your moon shot be? Recorded live from the Genius Network annual event. If you'd like access to the full feature video presentation, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash moon express. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash moon express. Our next speaker is so freaking awesome. And he is, because I've seen him speak. He's a very successful dude that Peter Diamandis is going to introduce him. Well, I, I, thank you, Joe. I have to introduce this man because he's my brother. And... Um... I mean, they look identical. Once they, you they, see, they, you'll totally get they, it. They do. And he's, uh, you know, you've had this experience in life where you go and you meet somebody and like your instant best friends, right? And there's something going on there that it just clicks. And I've had that with a number of you here in the audience, uh, most definitely with Joe. And I know many people have with Joe. Um, and I had it with, with Naveen Jane. Naveen and I met, he actually flew on a zero-G flight met my partner, Richard Garriott, who's a private astronaut, amazing video game entrepreneur, and I went up to go and meet Naveen. I met him and his son, and we're like, where have you been all my life? And we have been the best of friends. This is a man who literally within two seconds of meeting me, probably not two, two minutes, said, I'm going to underwrite XPRIZE. We're going to go create XPRIZE India. He's partnered with me, with Ratan Tata and with a few others. We're opening up XPRIZE India. Uh, then... Uh, uh, went off and started one of the, the top Google Lunar X Prize teams, joined my board of trustees. But a man who grew up with nothing in India, nothing, uh, worked his way up to the top institutes uh, from a learning, went to Microsoft, built a billion-dollar company um, uh, in the 90s, uh, now is the, is the uh, CEO of iNome and Intellius, uh, a man who's uh, really been an extraordinary success in the information and data business. Let him tell you about it. But really someone who has been an extraordinary friend and co-conspirator. Uh, you can read about all the awards he won. I'm not going to say that. Just say, Naveen Jain. Thanks, brother. Good to you. All right. So there is not a problem in the world that innovation and entrepreneurship can't solve. So you look at me and saying, what do you know about entrepreneurship? What is an entrepreneur? Who is an entrepreneur? So I say there are three types of people in the world. People who actually can see the problem, and let's call them human beings, right? 
And there are some of us who can even find a solution to that problem, and we're going to call them visionaries or even coach or even consultants. And there are few people in this room who can actually go out and do something about it, and we're going to call them entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are the ones who are the problem solvers, who just don't see the problem, who just don't come up with a solution, who go out and do something about it. And those are the entrepreneurs we celebrate. So you look back and saying, if innovation and entrepreneurship can solve all the problem, why every time we walk, we see a problem and we ask the same question? Why is it someone do something about it? Why can't someone do something about this? Here is a big problem. Why can't someone do something about it? The question you should be asking is, what is it that I can do about it? What can I do about it to solve this problem? That's an entrepreneurial mindset. And that's how you solve a problem. There's not a problem how big a problem it is. I will tell you, it's no easier to build a $100 million company to then build, to build a billion dollar company. In fact, I'll argue, it's so much easier to build a billion dollar company than to build a $100 million company. You have to think so small. You can't think big when you're trying to build a $100 million company. You got to be saying, why can't we go to the moon? What stops us from going to the moon? What stops us from solving big problems? And never be afraid to say, and my company is profitable and I make money. If you want to make a billion dollar, how do you make a billion dollar? You go out and solve a $10 billion problem. And it so happens that those $10 billion problems happen to be large social problems. Education, healthcare, clean water, energy. And imagine that if one of you out there solves a clean water problem for around the world for billions of people, and if you happen to make a billion dollars, somebody's going to say, look at that greedy entrepreneur. My hat's off to you. <laughs> right. So my purpose in my life is really simple. Go out and think about the large problems and see how innovation can solve it. And I think, a lot of, I think one of the speakers earlier talked about education. Before I go and talk about education, I just want to give you a little bit of background that Peter mentioned. I grew up in India. We actually had no food to eat. We didn't have a place to stay. We moved from place to place to place. And most of my education was done in places where there were no tables, no chairs. You sat on the floor, you wrote on the floor. And despite all that, my sister went on to do a PhD in applied mathematics. My brother had a PhD in computer science and statistics, and I'm the least educated person <laughs> with the engineering, uh, engineering from IIT and MBA. I came to this country. <laughs> I came to this country with nothing but $5 in my pocket and with a dream of making something out of my life. And you go back and say, if a person from India who couldn't speak the language had nothing, can go do it, what has happened to that spread of innovation and entrepreneurship in this great country? So I wrote an open letter to the president. Miss, dear Mr. President, let's all work together to bring back the spirit of innovation and entrepreneurship to this our great country. And I gave him the lesson in the history. What made our country so great was because we brought the best and the brightest from around the world. In fact, and then we gave them the opportunity to succeed. So much so, we call this a land of opportunity. And you know what we did after that? When these people succeeded, we celebrated their success. And you know what we do today? We, every single person who comes to this country gets a degree from Harvard, Stanford. We send them back to their country and say, go create jobs there. 
If somehow we throw every hurdle in their way for them not to succeed, and if they do succeed, we call them goddamn one percenters. We don't say, and then we stand up and saying, sir, you do not have a right to belong to our society because you are not a 99 percenter, you are one percenter. And we are proud to be 99 percenter. Is that the country we belong to? No. Our country says, sir, I want to be just like you, you one percenter. So thanks to those one percenter, let's all become the one percenter. So how are we going to go become that one percenter that's going to go out there and everybody wants to be like us? We're going to go solve big problems. Let's talk about education. How are we going to solve education problem? Not the way it's done. Not the way today people do that. People say the reason our children are not being educated is because the teacher unions, because we don't give enough computers to the kids, and because the poor people can't have education. They don't understand just because poor people have poor education, that's a correlation. That's not the causation. If you go back and look at the history, look at the evolution of human brain, there is nothing that says if you're born poor, you're going to get less education. In fact, if you go back from a neuroscience perspective, what makes the education most effective is not what we do today. So what is the brain good at? Brain is extremely good at pattern matching. Brain is not very good at reading. Brain never had to learn to read because brain is optimized for only two things, survival and procreation. For survival, it never had to learn to read. When we were living in the jungle, nowhere it said, T-I-G-E-R coming, run. <laughs> nowhere. So what did brain have to do? Extremely good pattern matching. It sees a yellow color behind the bush. It says, time to run. <laughs> right? It sees a brown color thing. It says, time to run. My lunch is running away. <laughs> right? Brain is hardwired not to ignore the motion. Right? Anytime you can, when I'm talking to you, you can completely tune me out, blah, blah, blah. But the minute I move my hand, there's nothing you can do. You have to look because brain is hardwired for motion. I could tell you all about how you can fundamentally change education system because today our education system was not only designed in the industrial era. We teach our children just like the industrial uh, conveyor belt. You know what we do? We group them by the date of manufacturing. How old are you? You put them here. You go to the next station, tighten the screw with the physics. Go to the next station, we're going to teach you history. And we all group them like that, just like the industrial conveyor belt. Every one of us learns differently. What if we group them how you learn? If you learn adaptively, you learn conceptually, you learn graphically. Maybe you're good at math, maybe you're good at science. No, sir, we're going to bunch them through the date of manufacturing, and we're going to move through the conveyor belt. What if you can come up with an education system that's adaptive? That changes the way you learn. In addition to that, what if we change the system so that as opposed to having the fixed time variable learning, which is six months to learn, and if you learn nothing, you get A, and if you absolutely didn't even come to the class, you get D, and you move on. What if you change that to instead of fixed time variable learning to fixed learning variable time? That means you have to get equivalent of an A before you can move on. It's no different than a video game. You can't go to the level six until you pass the level five. And it may take you two days, it may take you two months, it may take you two years, but you don't pass, you don't move. 
the point is you can go out and change the education system that's more effective than a private tutor and more addictive than any video game. And it's doable. And I think each one of us has power to do that. As Peter mentioned, we can solve the healthcare problem as opposed to looking at building the infrastructure. What if you can build a tablet device that Peter talks about and it is sensors. The whole device could be a $20 device that can be given to a village girl that instead of getting abused, she becomes the village doctor. She can diagnose most common diseases in every area. We can impact billions of people's lives. So what is the success at the end? We all are looking to be successful. The success is not defined by how much money you have in the bank. Success is going to be defined by how many lives can you improve. And if you all want to be successful, think big. Think impact. How can we impact billions of people's lives? And if you can all do that, we'll all be successful. You're going to come back and join the 25K group because that's what makes it all happen. So at the end, all I can say is think like an entrepreneur. There is not a problem in the world that innovation and entrepreneurship can't solve. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love Marketing. If you'd like to learn more about the Genius Network annual event, go to GeniusNetworkEvents.com. That's GeniusNetworkEvents.com. If you'd like access to the full feature video presentation, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit ILoveMarketing.com forward slash Moon Express. That's ILoveMarketing.com forward slash Moon Express.